Broadcasting live from the Wellness Wonderland, you're listening to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I'm Katie, and each week I chat with the most inspirational people on the planet on how to stay inspired in all areas of life. As you listen, feel free to tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, or use the hashtag Wellness Wonderland. I'd love to hear your aha moments. So grab your headphones and listen on the go, or cuddle up with a notebook as we dive in deep with authentic conversations right here in Wonderland. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I am super excited that holistic nutritionist, speaker, TV personality, and author Joy McCarthy is in Wonderland today. She is the joy behind Joyous Health, an amazing resource of inspirational recipes, lifestyle tips, videos, and more to help you live your most joyous life. She teaches the empowering thought that you have the power to lead a joyous life through food, exercise, and an overall balanced life. With joy, there's no talk of calorie counting or restricting diets, rather fun, happy, beautiful lifestyle advice made super simple. She's a really cool lady, and I'm so excited to get to know her today. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me, Joy. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for the amazing intro. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Well, let's jump right in. I really want to know and hear a little bit about your journey to joyous health, your journey to health and wellness. And as you know, the name of, um, of my podcast and my blog is The Wellness Wonderland, and you live in your own version of The Wellness Wonderland. But I'd love to know your journey to getting there. Did you grow up with health, or is this something that you found for yourself? Yeah, well, I mean, I definitely, I would say that, you know, I grew up with health, but not the way... I live my life through health now. Like it was a little bit different growing up, but I certainly, you know, I was the kid who had the weird alfalfa sprout sandwiches <laughs> packed in my lunch. Um, but then, you know, it wasn't until my late teens, early 20s that I suffered from a lot of health issues. But my mom was so good. She, I remember she would print off Canada's food guide, have it like taped to the fridge. And she would always make sure that we had all of our food groups, you know, on our plate. And she was, like, very dedicated to making sure my brother and I always ate our vegetables. Except my brother hated vegetables and he always hid them behind the fridge. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, it was pretty funny because my mom soon figured that out uh, because of the stink uh, coming Mm -hmm. from the back of the fridge. But, uh, yeah, so in my uh, late teens, early 20s, I had uh, a few health issues and uh, my hair was thinning, and my skin was, I just had like awful dry patches everywhere, and I had a lot of problems with my hormones um, in terms of menstruation, and uh, so I went to the doctor, I had a blood test, and he basically determined that I had the hormones of like a a prepubatal girl, so a young girl, and for whatever reason, Uh, My hormones were stuck in this phase, and my body wouldn't ovulate, and this was having a whole cascade effect. It was affecting my hair, affecting my mood, affecting my skin, and I was feeling pretty pretty awful. So, you know, he sent me to a specialist, so I went to an endocrinologist, then I saw a gynecologist, then I went to a neurologist because they thought I had a tumor on my pituitary gland, 
And so this went on for three years of uh, basically trying to figure out why my body, what was going on, like why my body was so out of balance and, you know, I went on various different uh, medications and I just wasn't getting anywhere other than feeling worse and I got to a point where I was feeling pretty hopeless. I thought to myself, you know what, so now I'm in my early 20s and I'm thinking to myself, I don't even think I'm ever going to be able to have kids. You know, because my body just doesn't want to work, basically, and it was pretty frustrating. So that's where I, I was for quite some time, and then um, I everything kind of just turned around for me one fateful night. I think I was kind of, it was almost like I just hit rock bottom. I was so tired of, like, going to these different doctors, and, you know, I remember the last appointment I, I had, I said to my doctor, it was a specialist at the time, I said, why is this happening to me? Like, can we not just address the root cause? as opposed to like giving me another medication to, you know, suppress that symptom or so I was just never getting any answers and it was really frustrating me and it seemed that no one knew and I thought, well, I know my body better than anyone else. So one night I had a bit of a paradigm shift and I woke up the next morning and I really had a different perspective on things and I decided, you know, to stop running here, there and everywhere to every doctor and popping this pill, popping that pill. And that's when everything changed, when I really took the responsibility of my health in my own hands. And uh, I saw a naturopathic doctor, so a very different approach than um, a medical doctor. And I saw a nutritionist, and I got on good supplements. And within six months, um, I, like my entire health completely turned around. It was amazing. It was incredible. Mm, that's such a great story, and it's really great to hear. And, and it it's really funny because so many of these wellness gurus that I get to talk to doing this podcast and, and just in my life, it's so funny that most people come to this work hitting a bottom or having a health crisis yes. of their own. And it really, it's something that you can be grateful for because it brings you to something you love. And now you're this amazing vessel to be able to help other people because you were able to heal yourself. And when you make that shift of, as Chris Carr says, being the CEO of your own health and really yes. taking things into your own hands and you can have other people help you like the naturopath or the nutritionist or joy if you're working with joy but um really when it comes down to it you're the only one that can heal you you know yes exactly so. I think you know I think going through that as well helps you be a better coach like I think I'm I you know I'm more understanding and more empathetic with my clients and you know I really you really understand where they're coming from because you know in some way, you've been there too. Mm, absolutely. Challenges. I, I really think it helps you to be a better coach and a better healer when you've actually been there yourself. You've been through it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's kind of a perfect segue to the next thing I wanted to ask you, which is, so after that um, journey that you went through and you were able to heal yourself, when did you know that you wanted to turn this into a career and how did you kind of get started building your business? Yeah, so... Uh, I've always, I feel like I've been a student of nutrition my whole entire life. I mean, I remember as a kid when I was, you know, seven years old, my mom, she worked at Toronto Western Hospital and she was in the microbiology department and she used to, sometimes I'd go in and visit her and was so fascinated with everything in the hospital and they had these massive, uh, they're almost like large pickle jars of like organs that were there like on the very top shelf in the lab and I was just I remember I would just I would sit there 
forever and just stare at these things and be so fascinated that that actually came from a human body. And my mom would give me different books as a child, whether it be on nutrition or just interesting books on the human body. And I was so fascinated by it ever since a child. So, you know, when I had my own health challenges, it was obviously quite frustrating because at the time I actually thought I was really healthy. I mean, looking back now, I I can see where all the problems were, you know, in my diet and in my lifestyle as well. Um, but yeah, so I was actually, when I was going through these health challenges in, in my early twenties, um, I was actually in a completely different career. I was in advertising and marketing and I worked in that career for six to seven years. And so, but I knew back then that I wanted to do something different. It had been a really long time that I wanted to become a holistic nutritionist. Uh, I just, I just was kind of in my regular full-time job. I was making good money. Um, you know, everything was going pretty well. And to make like a huge career change like that, it was pretty scary. So eventually I got up the nerve to do it. And uh, I went back and I went to the Institute of Holistic Nutrition. I just did it part-time. It took me like three years probably. And um, then I left my full-time marketing job And I was also doing some personal training to kind of like pay my rent basically because, you know, when you first graduate, it's not like you have a busy practice immediately. So I was personal training to like basically pay the bills. And when I, you know, the day of my graduation, which was October 2009, I said to myself, one year from now, I want to be doing 100% nutrition coaching. I'm not going to be doing personal training. I'm just going to be doing 100% nutrition, and that's exactly what I did. Mm, that's, so that's amazing. Kind of how I, yeah, how I got to where I was, and I loved my experience in school. And, you know, I, I investigated other options as well, going down sort of a more um, dietetic route, and it just it did not resonate with me. I mean, even though growing up as a child, my mom was, you know, into Canada's food guide, you know, as an adult – following those recommendations I just they didn't resonate with me it just didn't make sense to me to be you know drinking milk when I knew that dairy made me feel awful and I just knew that I didn't want to be recommending my clients um, follow Canada's food guide either so that's why I decided to go the holistic nutrition route and you know it's not just about what you eat it's also so much of it is your lifestyle you know it wasn't when I when I was going through my healing journey it wasn't you know, just my diet that I changed. It was so many other things as well. You know, it was, there was lifestyle factors too. So that, yeah. So I've been doing this since 2009 and I, I absolutely love it. That's amazing. So what would you say are some things that really have helped when building your business and finding clients and being the entrepreneur that you are and getting started from that year deadline that you kind of gave yourself um and now you're doing so many wonderful tv appearances and doing so much stuff what would you say really like took things to the next level for you well I think just being really motivated I'm a very motivated and ambitious person and like I said when I graduated from IHN I said to myself I, I'm going to be doing this full time in a year there's there's nothing no other source of income I'm going to rely on this is what I meant to do and I was really motivated and I've always been motivated and I don't want to rely on anyone else but myself and I think that's I think that's you know been a very important factor in my success is that I've I've worked really hard to get where I'm at 
and it hasn't come overnight. You know, I've been doing this since 2009. It's not that long, but at the same time, you know, I didn't have my first TV appearance until the end of 2010, but that only happened because I went after it and I asked for it. So I really think that having a strong um, social media presence is now is is the way you market yourself nowadays. I'm, I know when I went to school, all I learned about was like print, TV advertising, or general advertising. Well, the average nutritionist can't afford to buy a TV campaign. So I feel for, you know, nowadays for the average entrepreneur, you ha there's so many other ways to market yourself. And I think social media was um, a great opportunity for me to uh, share my voice and um, establish myself as an influencer and a leader in nutrition and uh, really help to educate people and to inspire people. So, you know, when I first started out, I was actually getting clients through Twitter and and through various social media um, outlets. So that was just, you know, marketing myself was really, really key, making relationships with other practitioners who could potentially refer to me, and then just being authentic in what you're doing, um, just really following, you know, this has always been a dream of mine to do this, to help, you know, other people feel their absolute best, you know, reach joyous health. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I... I got to where I am, but you know, when I look back, because I, I teach a course at IHN that's just about social media, and I always share with people my timeline, and it's always interesting going back, because it's like this big puzzle piece. I can see how, you know, everything kind of built on top of each other, you know. It wasn't just all of a sudden I had all these great opportunities. I can look back and see, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's why that opportunity came along, and that's why that opportunity came along, because I went after that one. I made that relationship. So... Yeah. That's amazing. So you're in Canada, and um, I would love to know some differences, or if you see any, between Canadians and the U.S. with um, where people are with their mindset on health and nutrition and lifestyle. Do you think there are any differences or similarities there? I think there's a lot of similarities. I think that, you know, holistic nutrition and healthy living is, um, you know, some would like to say that it's trendy, but I, I don't think it's trendy at all. I think that it's a movement. I think that, you know, th there's trends that people are, they're, they're taking a different approach to their health and well-being, and they're realizing that they need to take responsibility for their own health and well-being, and that, you know, food is a powerful tool. Food can, you know, be your, be your poisoner or be your medicine, and I, I feel that a lot of people are, are coming to that realization, but then there's still a lot, there's, you know, millions of people who do not have, they, they, they just don't know that yet. They haven't come to that realization. And, and so I, I think there's, you know, there, I think there's more similarities than there are differences. I actually don't think there's a lot of differences between um, Canadians and Americans. I think North Americans are very similar in their, in their wellness approach and, and uh, but certainly, you know, I, I, you see in different communities, like when you go to more rural areas of, uh, of uh, Ontario, for example, you know, you don't see yoga studios really, you know, you're, it's, you're more hard pressed to find a health food store. So I think um, it's not as available in smaller towns, but I think that's changing. I think that's definitely changing, and I would say that's the same in the U.S. I don't know. Yeah. Would you yeah. agree with that? Definitely. Absolutely. And I'm hoping that, you know, there'll be more options at gas stations and at, you know, 
7-Eleven or at different places where um, this will just be the norm and make life just easier so you don't have to plan as much. Yeah, well, and I mean, I always find that amazing whenever, so for my honeymoon, I was in, um, my husband and I went to Italy. Congratulations, and- by the way. Your wedding Thank was you. beautiful. I saw well, on Instagram. <laughs> Um, but I'm always amazed. So we go to Europe um, usually in the summer, and we, we usually go every year because Walker's dad lives in Austria. So we go to visit his dad. So I'm always amazed when we're you know going on road trips through Europe, how you go to a gas station and you can get a fresh salad. You can get fresh food. Wow. And it's like gas station food over there is totally different than it is here. And that's just the norm over there. They've always been eating fresh, whole food. Uh, it's, it's over here in North America that, you know, we have, there's just so much junk available to people, so much processed food that I think a lot of families, you know, just don't know. They just don't know how to eat healthy. So that's, that's what I'm hoping to do is, especially with my book, Joyous Health, Eat and Live Well Without Dieting. I'm really hoping that, you know, the average person who is not eating chia seeds or is no, and has no idea what things like quinoa are. Um, I'm hoping that they pick up my book and they realize how easy it is to eat healthy, that there's so many things in your regular grocery store that you can buy and you can make healthy food, and that it is, in fact, cheaper than fast food. Yeah. You know, for four people, you know, for a family of four, far cheaper than actually going to a fast food restaurant. But a lot of people don't realize that. Right, and it can taste good too, and your book is amazing. We will have all the links to all of that below so everyone can pick it up because it is so wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. So good. Yeah, my hope is that I really, you know, I really hope that I inspire people just by, you know, they make my recipes and they're like, oh, wow, healthy food does taste good. It doesn't, it's not like, you know, all you have to eat are salads and, uh, and rabbit food because... I think, you know, sometimes we can get in sort of our nutrition bubble or our wellness bubble and we think that, you know, because I don't know about yourself, but, you know, a lot of my friends are nutritionists. A lot of my friends, you know, are into health and wellness. And sometimes you get in that bubble and think that everybody is that way, but it's actually, it's not the case because people are just not aware. So my hope is that I can inspire and educate more people to realize that healthy food can and should be absolutely delicious. Absolutely. So now I would love to get personal with the joy behind Joyous Health. You ready for it? Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. So this is one of my favorite questions, or probably my very favorite question to ask everybody who comes on the show because it really gives a nice glimpse into who they are as a person. So I would love to know if you could walk us through your morning routines, any specifics you do to start your day off in a positive, healthy, joyous way, and why that's important to how the rest of your day goes. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my mornings are so important to me. I, first of all, I don't like rushing in the morning. <laughs> so um, I like to take my time in the morning. I like to schedule enough time to, you know, have my breakfast to get up. I just, I don't like being rushed because I feel it really impacts the whole entire day. So for sure, when I get up in the morning, um, I always, always start my day with like a huge glass of water. And either I'm going to put apple cider vinegar in it or freshly squeezed lemon something to help cleanse and detoxify the body because when you've been sleeping, you know, seven, eight hours, your body um, has a lot of waste, a lot of acidic waste that it wants to eliminate. So it's a great, you know, way to flush the kidneys, help the liver, um, help detoxify the whole digestive system. So I always start with a huge glass of water. I think that's so important 
I feel off if I don't do that, but I can't even remember the last time I actually didn't do that because water is, is, we're very lucky here, you know, in North America where water is always available and it's clean uh, to us. So I always start my day with my water. And then I'd say six out of the seven days I do yoga. I love yoga so much. So I, I actually just do it from home. And uh, that really starts my day out, right? It just, I find, I just feel so much better. I feel, I think yoga makes me feel like it's, I don't know, I I feel more balanced. I feel just generally more joyous when I have my yoga practice first thing in the morning. And then I have my breakfast, which often changes. I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but I like to post photos of things that I eat in hopes that I can inspire someone else to eat something healthy and delicious. And then, yeah, then I, you know, in the summers, I usually ride my bike to the office. And uh, now I'm either driving or I take the TTC. And that's basically the start of my day. That sounds lovely. So um, what are some of your go-to breakfasts that you've been loving lately? Yeah, so even though it is getting a little bit colder, I still love my smoothie. Uh, I make all different kinds of smoothies, but when I have a smoothie, I feel like it's my multivitamin in a cup because I actually don't take a multivitamin. I put, you know, as many delicious things as I can um, into my smoothie. Uh, Sometimes when I have more time, I'll have, like, I'll saute up some kale with some onions, have, uh, and then make scrambled eggs with that and, like, have a piece of toast Um, sometimes if I make a smaller smoothie as well, I'll have like a piece of toast with almond butter. Those are kind of the main breakfasts I have. I love to go out for brunch. So I often, uh, on weekends will go out for brunch, but I usually, you know, once in a while I'll have something more decadent, but normally I just, you know, like to have an omelet or something. Always, I make sure at every, at every meal, but especially at breakfast, I always make sure I have a protein source, whether it's a plant-based protein or, you know, animal-based from eating eggs or something. I always make sure I have protein because that truly sets the stage for the day. Really balances your blood sugar, um, fires up your metabolism. It's absolutely essential. Like, if I, if I don't have protein and again I don't really remember the last time I mean I yeah I guess like back you know 10 years ago when I wasn't eating very well and sometimes I'd skip breakfast you know by like 10 or 11 I'd be absolutely starving and then you know that's when you're going to gravitate towards unhealthy foods so what are some of your favorite plant-based proteins to include and if you were going to let's say have a smoothie what would you include to make sure you had the protein yeah so I like hemp seeds like three tablespoons is about 10 grams of protein so it's not so bad hemp seeds are good chia um nuts and seeds but no they're not the greatest source of protein they're more fat but fat's still very good for you uh plant-based protein as well i have like my favorite protein powders i love um vegan proteins plus i don't know if you've tried that one before but it has it's 27 grams of protein. Not that I count grams of protein, but it is a really good source considering it's plant-based. So lots of times I'll use a protein powder uh, in my smoothie. Sometimes, um, you know, if I've run out of my protein powder, then I'll, you know, stick to the hemp seeds and then add some almond butter or something. Nice. So your morning's routine sounds lovely. I would love to know now your evening rituals or some of your favorite ways to relax and wind down. Yeah. Um, oh, there's so many different ways. So my husband and I, we love, um, we love food and we love going to restaurants in the city because Toronto 
has such fabulous restaurants and such so many amazing chefs. So a couple nights a week, maybe one, two nights a week, we do go out for dinner and that's definitely a way to unwind and just like, you know, have great conversation or go out for dinner with friends and, and be social. And I love to have a glass of wine. Um, I like my white wine, not so much my red wine anymore. It's funny, I'm actually such a seasonal. In the summer, I drink white, and in the winter, I always drink red. But for some reason this year, I'm just still all about the white wine. So I do, I do enjoy that in moderation, of course. But if we're not going out for dinner, one of my favorite ways to relax is actually by cooking. I love cooking, especially on Sundays when I have more time. I do not mind spending an extra, you know, couple of hours in the kitchen and, you know, preparing something that I know is going to give us a few meals for the week. So, for example, the other weekend I made a sweet potato black bean chili and then I made something else too. I think I made, oh yeah, I think I made my um, banana protein bake, which is a brown rice. You basically make it in like a lasagna pan and this is brown rice baked with bananas and uh, with various mm-hmm. other ingredients and you bake it and then you have it for breakfast. So I made, basically I made a bunch of recipes. I think I was in the kitchen, I don't know, for maybe three, four hours. But for me, that's that's almost like a hobby. I, I really enjoy that. I just, uh, I, and I've always been that way, you know, back when I was still living with my parents, when I was in, in my teens, I would just, I would love baking. I would bake all the time. It's such, it's therapy for me. So just relaxing, nothing too, nothing too crazy. Um, sometimes in the evening, if I miss my, you know, if I miss my yoga in the morning, then I definitely will do my yoga in the evening. Just hanging out with my cats, you know, reading, just basic stuff. I just, uh, yeah. But I would say, you know, of all the things that I enjoy, sort of the most, like for relaxing, is cooking. I really enjoy it. I love that. So speaking of food, I would love to know. How much do you plan your days when you when it comes to what you're going to eat? Or do you, I'm sure every day is kind of different for you. So do you just kind of see what comes up? Do you eat a, a, at certain times every single day or just kind of listen no. to your body? Yeah, and that's, that's one thing I always um, tell my clients is, you know, don't eat by the clock, listen to your body. So I really... I really eat when I'm hungry, so you know there's lots of times if I if I eat breakfast a touch later, um, then you know I'm not having lunch right at noon. You know, lots of times I'm having lunch later. You know, sometimes I'm having lunch at two o'clock, and then that means I'm not having dinner till a touch later. So I really, yeah, I really just listen to my body. As for planning things out, um, I don't. You know, I it. Dep- so with my clients, lots of times I recommend that my clients plan out their meals because most people just have, you know, a lot of clients that I see are really just not sure what to eat. So I think for some people it is to good ha- it is good to have a meal plan in place. But for myself personally, just because I've been doing this for so long, I I know um, when I go grocery shopping, that's almost like when I do my meal planning. So I always go grocery shopping once a week, sometimes more often than that. But you know, there's so many. There's so many great stores even just around my office. But so when I go do my grocery shopping once a week, I definitely have in mind the things I want to eat for the following week. So even though I may not write it down, um, I definitely have some sort of sense. You know, I always want to make sure that I include a protein at dinner, uh, whether it's plant-based or not. So I'm thinking ahead of, okay, well, what do I need to buy? I can freeze that. And so that's that's when I mainly do my planning. But uh I, I have a sense as well, like when, for example, if I'm really, if I'm really hungry, 
um, when I get home from the get home from the office, and I don't have a ton of food in my house, which doesn't happen that often because I'm usually pretty organized with grocery shopping. Uh, then you know I always make sure that I have things like frozen veggies on hand so I can whip up a really fast stir fry, and that whipping that up takes less time and is far cheaper than say ordering pizza or getting something for takeout. I always tell people this like they don't they don't realize that actually making something if you if you have just a few key ingredients uh, and there's nothing wrong with having frozen veggies once in a while uh, but you can whip something up in like 10 minutes. That's so funny because the next question I was going to give you was just and you kind of already answered it but maybe you can just expand on it a little more so I was going to give you a little scenario. So it's like 8 p.m., 7 p.m., you've just gotten home from a long day and you're super tired and starving, what would it be that you would make? Would it be something with the, the frozen veggies, like a stir-fry? Yeah, I would say sometimes yes. And the other thing that I do just as often, you know, when I am getting home from the office a little bit later is I love pasta. So I'll make a, a whip up like a brown rice pasta with like a kale walnut pesto or quinoa pasta and it's funny, whenever I tell people that, they think it sounds so fancy when I say, like, a kale walnut pesto. But I'm sure, you know, you I don't know if you ever make your own pestos. So easy. Yeah, it's so easy. It takes you 10 seconds. You just throw, like, three, four ingredients into a food processor. And, and you so can have good. a pesto. Yeah, so lots of times I just do that, have a vegetarian dinner. And that totally satisfies you because, you know, if you use walnuts and sprinkle some hemp seeds, you have good fats. You have... Uh, protein, you have lots of fiber from the kale, so it's totally satisfying. And it's funny because after a long day, you know, oftentimes you crave a comfort food, and to me that is actually a comfort food. That's one of my favorite meals, actually, and it's just so easy. So it just takes, like, no time at all. And but it's I, so I, good. Yeah, I really try, you know, not to get to the point of being starving because I know that's when that's when you overeat. It's so so much easier to overeat when you're eating when you're absolutely starving. So, you know, I really try, if I come home and I'm really hungry, then maybe I'll just have a few olives to tide me over while I make dinner, like get something that has that fat. So it takes longer to digest. So it's going to shut my belly up, you know, for 10, 15 minutes, or I have, you know, some veggies and hummus. So those are things I always have stocked in my fridge. I always have olives. I always have hummus. I could, you know, pop a few wall have a few walnuts have a little bit of dried fruit so I really try and make sure that I'm not making dinner when I'm absolutely starving but mm. I still do like to have those sort of fast food dinners because lots of times you know if I'm coming home later I'm tired and I I don't feel like you know waiting for something to cook but I would say most of the things that I cook are definitely under 30 20 minutes like I don't spend aside from the weekend when I'm making a few more recipes during the week, I really don't spend longer than half hour. And, you know, sometimes my husband Walker, well, not sometimes, lots of times he cooks too. So, but we have this thing, like we both like to cook, but we can't be in the kitchen at the same time. <laughs> so I'll like sit at the breakfast bar while he's in the kitchen and which is really the same place. And uh, he's like, don't come in the kitchen. That's don't so any, funny. Don't any advice? <laughs> so he, he really likes to do it himself. It's really cute. But he's like, I'm going to do this for you. You just relax. You know, have a glass of wine. Aww. And I, I'm right there with him. So it's really nice. But it, I love that. Yeah, sometimes, it, you know, it can be hard for someone like me because I'm so used to, like, being, you know, in the kitchen cooking. But it's I also really love when he cooks for me because he's such a great cook. 
Oh, I love that. Not too many cooks in the kitchen. You guys sound so much fun. I want to come over and go out to dinner and drink wine and cook with you. Yeah, exactly. He makes the best Brussels sprouts. Ooh. Who don't like Brussels sprouts? They like they, you know, they have visions of when they were a kid and their their grandmother would cook the Brussels sprouts for two hours and they smell like stinky feet. Um, all right, Walker makes amazing Brussels sprouts. Actually, they're so good. He made me fall in love with them. Oh my gosh, amazing! My mom and I made the Brussels sprouts for um, Thanksgiving here in the U.S. Okay. just last week, and it was they were super good. Well, I want to come over and I'll have. You cook a meal, and I'll hang out with Walker while you cook, and then I'll have, <laughs> then the next day I'll have Walker cook a meal, and I can judge. But I'm sure I would love them both because you both love awesome. them. <laughs> um, yeah, he doesn't like to use any recipes whatsoever. He just goes by feel. That's so cool. That's awesome. So now I want to I want to wrap with some quick fire questions. But the last yeah. big question I have for you is, what um, are you? most excited about in your life right now and what are you doing that you're afraid of but you're doing anyways and how are you pushing yourself um so what am i doing that i'm most excited about well i'm most excited i got a copy of my book last night so it's the first time i've seen my book in the flesh so i'm i'm most excited about that because it comes out uh january 7th in canada Yeah, and then it comes out uh, in May in the U.S. So excited. Yeah, I actually, when I got it, I was shedding a few tears of joy. It was Aww, just so... Congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. It's such an... It's just... I, yeah, I just feel so excited about it. Uh, and I'm really excited about 2014 because I'll be, you know, doing lots of talks and going on book tours and doing a ton of stuff to help um, get more joyous health in people's lives. And, uh, sorry, you said, what am I most scared about? Yeah, what is something that you're afraid of but you're doing anyways? Uh, hmm, what is something I'm afraid of that I'm doing anyways? Well, I would say I used to have a massive fear of public speaking. Oh, wow, no way. uh, Yeah, it was actually like a paralyzing fear. (laughs) No way. You know, it's kind of funny because now that I do it so often, it, it feels very comfortable for me and I actually... I, I feel very excited when I'm going to be speaking and it, it really energizes me and I love it so much. But there, once in a while, uh, I still get nervous and actually a, a couple of weeks ago there was a massive accident on the highway and uh, I was late for a workshop that I was teaching which was so embarrassing you know, because I hate being late. Like whenever I'm teaching a workshop, I'm always going to be there super early to get organized and uh, so anyhow, I, I walked in, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes late, and I had like 90 people sitting there all staring at me. And it was the first time in a really long time I felt really nervous. And I'm like, okay, just push through this. You don't need to excuse yourself and go to the washroom. You can do this. So it was almost good, though, because it was like a little check-in. You know, it's been a while since I felt nervous. And, you know, all these people were sitting there waiting for me, and I felt so terrible that I was so late, but there was nothing I could do about it. And then it was funny, as I'm going through my presentation, I'm reading it, so I have, like, a PowerPoint up, of course, and, like, this huge screen, and it's, like, gobbledygook what I'm reading. I'm like, this makes no sense. And then after, you know, about, like, 10, 15 minutes, my brain and my mouth started to connect, and... uh 
Anyhow, that was that was a little bit of a frightening experience, but in a way, when I look back, I can kind of chuckle because I'm like, yeah, that's good for me. It's good to be nervous. Yeah, that you could. It's awesome that you were able to find the lesson in that. Yeah, and then um, I actually t- airing today. I'm going to be on the Stephen and Chris show. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that show. I know it does air in the U.S., but um, I uh, we filmed that last week, and I was a little bit nervous. But you know, I think nervousness is good. I always tell my students. Uh, who I teach at the Institute of Holistic Nutrition, you know, if you can take that nervousness and translate that into excitement, then you're on a good path. It's good to be nervous because it means that you really care. And then translate that extra energy you have from the nervousness, translate that into your excitement for something. And you'll always be successful. And people, you know, people want you to do well. When someone comes to hear you speak, they, they want you to be engaging and interesting. They they, they, they want you to do well. So I think that can kind of help take away the nerves. Yes, such good advice. That's a tweetable. I love that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's wrap with some quick fire questions. So just say like the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Okay, yeah. Okay, favorite color? Uh, red. Favorite yoga pose? Oh, uh, downward dog. Favorite day of the week? Or tree pose. I guess I shouldn't be thinking about this. Uh, favorite day of the week? Uh, Sunday. Favorite hour of the day? Uh, 4 p.m. Favorite winter vegetable? Squash. And favorite fruit? Apples. And what is one beauty ritual that you love that really makes you feel joyous? Oh, doing like a really hydrating skin mask on like a Sunday evening or something when I'm not going anywhere and just letting it sit on my face for like 45 minutes. Nice. That sounds really fun. Yeah. Um, We should have a sleepover. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, What is one health misconception you're constantly clearing up for people? Uh, That people should be eating low fat. I'm always, I'm still talking about that. I mean, low fat, people were low fat phobes in the 90s and it still continues today. Absolutely. Very, very outdated. Yes. Um, But people still just, or they think saturated fat is bad. You know, they think, oh, coconut oil has saturated fat. It must be bad for me. So I, but I, you know, I enjoy when people ask me those questions because it's an opportunity to educate someone. And then hopefully get them eating things like coconut oil and other good fats like avocados and um, nuts and seeds. So I see it as an opportunity. For sure. What about, you talked about your face mask for your skin, but what's your favorite skin healing food? What's my favorite skin feeling food? Avocado. Because avocado is like, it's like the most buttery fruit. And... When you moisturize your body from the inside, this is reflected on your outside. Nice. What's your favorite on-the-go snack? On-the-go snack? Uh, apples and nuts. Like nice. if I'm sitting at my desk, um, I have like a little jar of almond butter in my fridge, and I like to have some almond butter with apples, with sliced apple. So good. It's like my favorite thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it's so easy. What's the your the best meal you've had recently? Um, the best meal I had was at a really great restaurant. It was just last week, actually. Um, it's called Nota Bene. And the food there is just out of this world. The chef's amazing. Such attention to detail and such great service. 
it was really, really fantastic. Nice. I love raw food too. There's so many great opportunities in the city to eat raw food, uh, and it's incredibly delicious. You're making me want to take a trip to Toronto. I used to come all the time as a kid, and now I really want oh, to come yeah. back. Yeah. Let's come back. There's lots of great places to Yeah, eat. it sounds amazing. So what's one superhero power that you would, if you could have it for one day, what would it be? Superhero power? Superhero power? Um, hmm, what would that be? I don't know, probably something like flying. Then I'd be able to go and visit my parents so much faster. Or visit family members faster. That would be a pretty cool superpower to have. For sure, for sure. What is your favorite part of being an entrepreneur and how you've set up your life? My favorite part of being an entrepreneur is that I schedule. I'm in charge of my schedule. I don't have a boss. I can take vacations when I want. Um, I am just 100% responsible uh, for my own income. Uh, yeah, so many things. I guess I named a few more than just one. But. I love that. Um, what is your favorite movie? Oh, my favorite movie. Either The Wizard of Oz or Love Actually. Oh, I love Love Actually. They're both, yeah, those so, are both good. so good. I but, love all like the warm, fuzzy movies. Me I don't too. Like much, yeah, I don't like, I don't know, some, I, I'm not a huge fan of like watching movies where you just feel awful and depressed no. and beautiful. I'd rather watch cheery movies. Me too. Well, it'll be great at our sleepover. We'll watch Love Actually and put on our face mask. Perfect. <laughs> um, what's your favorite book? Um, my favorite book? Hmm. Well, I just, I've been working through Michael Pollan's Cooked. Usually, right, like right now, it's more sort of around nutrition. But anything that Michael Pollan has written it inspires me so much. I love okay. reading books that just inspire me to write um, I also, I have this book that's like tattered and dog-eared and I read it, you know, if I'm going through a tough time or, you know, if I'm just not feeling my most joyous self, um, called The Mastery of Love. It's such a great book nice. and it just like brings you back to the place you need to be in and just really grounds you and centers you. I don't read like a lot of novels and stuff or mystery. I don't, I don't read books like that. Um, <clears throat> even as a kid, that kind of thing just, I don't know, didn't interest me. I always have, I've always been a reader of books where I can, you know, learn something more educational. Um, I don't know. It's just sort of where my interests lie. But, yeah. you know, it would be good for me to totally disconnect and read something different now that I'm talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I get really stuck in reading a lot of nonfiction and just because I like it so much. Yeah. And like learning. Um, okay, now just a few or questions. So almond milk or coconut milk? Oh, it depends on what I'm making. I say coconut. I'm on a bit of a coconut milk kick right now. Nice. Smoothie or juice? Uh, juice. Avocado or tahini? Avocado for sure. <laughs> lemon or lime? Um, lemons. Hemp seeds or chia seeds? Hemp. Nice. Well, okay, my final question before you leave Wonderland is, as you know, the name of this is the Wellness Wonderland, and you are joyous health. So I think they're very similar, but I would love to know, what does living in a wellness wonderland mean to you? Uh, living in a wellness wonderland means having balance 
and having fun. Uh, having balance means having fun. And, you know, it's not just about what you eat that's going to make you healthy. It's also about all the other pieces of the pie that make you happy and healthy. You know, your relationships, how much you socialize with friends, um, how much downtime you take for yourself, um, how much you exercise. So I think all of those are, you know, what make you have a truly holistic, healthy and uh, and joyous life, having balance. And, you know, it's easy to get off balance. And I'm not saying that I always have this perfectly balanced, joyous life because that's not true. But certainly when I find myself getting out of balance, I, I always... I always bring myself back into balance or I have people in my life that help bring me back into balance as well and I think that's really important not to isolate yourself you know it's good to to surround yourself with positive um, people who inspire you and who also challenge you too amazing thank you so much Joy for being here and thank you so much everyone for listening we will have all the links to Joy and all of her amazing work and videos and such below. Thank you, Joy. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end. I'll be back next week, but until then, let's stay inspired and keep this conversation going. So tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, and our guest with your aha moments from this conversation. And like the Wellness Wonderland on Facebook. So we can all hang out there and discuss how inspired we are and how we'll apply it in our daily lives. And never miss another episode or post from me by signing up for email updates on thewellnesswonderland.com. See you back in Wonderland.